What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? Welcome inside Heinz Field once again on a beautiful afternoon on the north shore of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The music is playing. The fans are in the stands already. We are about a half an hour from practice. We are charged up. We're feeling good. And we got Motsi back in hey, the saddle. Hey, hey, What's up, cousin? How we doing? Back to work, but still smelling like a vacation. Hey, man, living my best life out here, man. Making the, the rounds, you know, seeing... Steal the nation out here at Hinesville, man. It's an awesome experience. Yeah, you got some love. So, like, listen, hey, my man, man, my man was trying to kind of Stop fly it, low key man. a little bit because we had to get up to our broadcast spot. But people were, hey, Mochi, what's up? No, nah, man, it's always good to be back at Hinesville. Always good to be back around Steal the Nation, and it feels good to be back around football. I mean, for you guys, obviously, you were here, you know, last week and stuff like that. So you got a chance to take this all in, man. For me, man, this is a great feeling. I'm, I'm sure any of the people that have been down to Hinesville for mm -hmm. a practice know exactly what I'm talking yep. about, the energy that's in the building. Especially after the last year and a half. Absolutely. It just feels good, man. It, I mean, you're seeing the smiles on these faces. You can feel the excitement yep. in the air. I mean, even these guys out here practicing or warming up punting right now, yeah. even watching them is entertaining solely because it is live football, oh, well, man. Buddy, you're getting the Presley Harvin experience right now, oh, I tell you what. absolutely, man. But, yeah, no, you are absolutely correct. So, Motsi, we have got a ton to get to in the next three hours. Obviously, we're going to discuss – uh, the Hall of Honor, the four guys who were just named to the Steelers Hall of Honor here in just a minute. Uh, we're going to have Chris Carter join us for a couple segments. We got all kinds of fun stuff planned for Yin's guys today out there in Steeler Nation. But, Motes, I, I got to know, because like you just said, this is kind of your first, um, this is your uh, return to football here, right, if you will. This is your first um, time being here with the live action and the right, music right. playing and the fans and the guys out on the field. Uh, what are the what are the emotions? What are the first thoughts and reactions? You know, when you're back on the other side now, obviously, but when you return to this setting, man, I'm not gonna lie, I enjoy it because it's at Hinesville. <laughs> <laughs> not as much PTSD here. Hey, talk about it, man. A, a ton of really awesome memories as it pertains to Hinesville. So being back here for that part, man, is, is awesome, man. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. But also just think about, man, what today is in terms of the practice schedule, in terms of you're coming off of a Friday Night Lights yeah. practice. Late which, practice last night. Which has its own element to it. But you're also starting a game week because you're going to be playing a, a, a football game in, what, five days from now. Mm -hmm. So when I think of that. That's crazy to think. Mentally, I go back to that phase of what that felt like, man, in my mind of, man, when you're coming off of that night practice, that night practice, man, it, it sucks at times because your recovery time is cut down, and that's sure, what ultimately sure. adds to the difficulty with it. When you don't have the time to properly relax and rest, get your rest get and stuff like that. Get your massages, yep. Yeah, now granted, it's an afternoon practice, which is very pivotal and very crucial. If this sure. was a, a morning practice, man, it's going to hurt way more, but I'm thinking about that part. Hey, this is sure. something that Coach Tomlin is always looking for. How do you handle the short week? How do you handle the quick turnaround? The quote unquote adversity. How oh, do we you got we that? got our we got our first Arthur Moats hey, jersey. Hey, we got our first we right got there, our man. first Arthur Moats jersey. This, hey. hey, you gotta wait. We, we gotta go to break in like ten minutes. All right, we gotta get a picture. We gotta get a picture. This is more great. Hey, funny thing, I got you in a second. I gotta, <laughs> I, I'm about to have a conversation while we're on air right now. I blame Wesley. I was keeping it professional. Wes broke my whole train of thought right there. But in all seriousness, though, man. With Coach Tomlin, though, he always focuses on this part of the uh, practice, right? Because he wants sure. to see how do you handle that adversity because you're going to get this same scenario 
in the season when you have a Thursday game or you're playing on a Monday game, a West Coast trip. So he you play Sunday see, night and then you play again Thursday. Right. So he wants to see how do you handle that sure. mentally? How do you handle that physically? Are you a guy that's going to come out here and complain and seek comfort? Or are you going to come out here and press through? Are you going to come out here and say, you know what? I know what the task is at hand, and I'm going to make sure that I do whatever it takes to get through that day today. And be singly focused because it's super easy in training camp to look ahead to that game saying, sure. man, we got a game coming up. I need to start getting healthy. Sure. But you can't. You got to be in the moment. You have to be singularly focused as we hear Coach Tomlin always echo. Hey, buddy, it's it's part of the reason why I love having you here. You, you know that so well. You've gone through it yourself. The the late Friday night practice and then having to get it going um, less than 24 hours later once again. You go from maybe a little bit cooler of, of, of scenarios last night in terms of evening practice, a little bit cooler to uh, today, right in the middle of the afternoon when it's oh, yeah. gonna be hot out there. Absolutely, man, totally different atmosphere, but how do you handle it? Because we don't That's control the weather, we don't control the location, we don't even control the time of these games. We all saw that right, last year, right? right? Wednesday oh, game, geez. Tuesday game, Monday game. You don't control that. Control what you can control. And right now, if you're a player and you're preparing to come out here on this field in the next 10 minutes, in your mind right now, you're saying, bro, any complaining I got to do, get it out now. Yeah, right, right. Any, Release any, that negative listen, energy now. Any, any grievances, <laughs> any, oh, this is tight, oh, I don't want to do this, any of that, you leave it in there for the next 10 minutes because once you step on this field, you got to go to work. Yep. You got to go yep. to work because any of that other stuff is going to be detrimental to this team's success. Sure, sure. And that's the part that Coach Tom is going to be hitting home. He's going to be preaching that when he brings them up to start practice. Mm -hmm. He might even call in the middle of practice, bring them up if they aren't prepared and sure. practicing the way that they sure. want just to reiterate that because it's such a significant thing. It's such a significant concept that they have to understand and grasp at this stage of the season. Sure. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny. Um, Wednesday, now I'm sure you had fantastic weather down at the Bahamas, <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was overcast. It was rainy here on Wednesday, right? And there That's was, beautiful football there weather. There was some talk. Is Mike Tomlin going to want to move the practice no, indoors? Not and at I said, all. Unless there's lightning. Not at all. He loves this because yes. he wants he wants these guys to practice in the afternoon and yes. in, the, in the heat and in the weather Absolutely. because it's AFC North football, man. Yes. Listen, Coach Tomlin loves rainy days for practice because you work on ball security. You work on having to tackle in the Almost rain. Almost you get back you to your fundamentals in a lot of ways. You work on having to track the ball. Like, yeah. everything changes drastically. Making and, sure your footwork is right. And I've been a part of organizations where – if the weather isn't perfect, we go inside. If it's a thought of rain, we're going inside. A thought of snow, we're gonna go inside. And the problem is when you actually have to play in those elements, it doesn't become an advantage for you. At times it becomes a disadvantage yeah, because you're surprised by yeah. it. Whereas here in Pittsburgh, snow, rain, cold, heat, it doesn't matter. He wants you outside because you're going to have to plan this. If you're playing in Miami, we can't say it's 100 degrees out here. We're going to play inside today. Right. If you're playing in Seattle and it's raining, you're not going to say, hey, it's raining. We're going to work inside today. Like, <laughs> right. you don't have right. that luxury. Oh, we're in Buffalo and it's snowing. We don't have that luxury. So you have to mentally form that toughness now. And that's the beauty of training camp. Man, like I said, I love it on this side, uh, being able to now. talk about it. <laughs> if I'm in the locker room right now, I am hating oh, every single part for the, next, be for, for the next nine minutes. I'm still hating every part of it. Now, when <laughs> I get out there, it changes. But the nine minutes of me sitting on my chair and I'm watching every guy walk out the locker room, and, and I tell you this because me and Lawrence Timmons, right, my dog last for four, four years, man, we would always – I'm, I'm first in the locker room, but I'm the last one to leave. He's the last one in the locker room, and he's going to leave probably 
right when I'm leaving or slightly behind. Okay. But, okay. like, that, that was our vibe. We would just watch everybody leave, like, yep. oh, man. It's go time. Oh, man. <laughs> and be like, yo, you ready to go? I'm like, nah, man, I ain't got it yet. Come more minutes. Come on. He, he look at me, he'll post, man. You're going to smile at that happiness. Nah, dog, I ain't got it, man. I ain't got it. <laughs> then I look across, I see Toot over there. Most man, how you feel? Man, leave me alone to it. I ain't got it to it. Got big old Cam. He got the music playing. He always happy. Come on, man. We're about to go play some football today. That, that's the type. <laughs> that's what's going on right now in this locker room. When, when you see guys starting to come out on the field mm -hmm. and you notice, oh, where is everybody? At? That's that's the internal debate that's, that's taking place right now, man. Just kind of <laughs> just kind of kicking it like, all right, who's going to be the first one to bow out? Like, I'm not, got, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. It's not me. <laughs> Uh, who's got no, you going in? I don't know about that. That's how it is, man. You kind of start, you walk out, you start to feel the heat in the tunnel, and you're like, ah, you know what? No, no, five more minutes. Five yeah. more minutes. It's like, it's like uh, when you were in, you know, like elementary school, like, ah, oh, five more minutes. Like, no, no. Come on, five more minutes. And, and see, me as a veteran, <coughs> I would already been calculating. I just said, well, look, at La Trobe, that 130 walkthrough starts at 130, but I got to account for well, that. I got to account for the hill. the hill and the steps. And I yeah. said, oh, if I'm here, 130 walkthrough? Oh, man, I'm, I got 27 in me. My 127, 128 on a light job, 128. On a I light can get jog. there on a light job. <laughs> just get the heart rate elevated a little bit. Just, just a little bit, make it look like I was really doing something important in that locker room before I came out here. Yeah. Oh. And you know what? This is really good behind-the-scenes perspective, folks, because I think a lot of us like to make a lot of uh, who was the first one out? Who was the first one out there, the last hey. one to leave? Right, the first one out there, mm -hmm. last one to leave. Uh, listen, Arthur Most was the first one in the locker room. All right, hey. he just had to get his mentals correct. No, seriously, because it, and it was a funny dynamic because I'm paranoid about being late, so I would never take a, a legit nap. Because that's the other thing. Like most guys take gotcha. naps during. during <laughs> I mean, obviously at Lake Trobe, you're going back to your dorm room. Sure, now here at sure. Heinz, feels a little different. Guys have to they lounge around in the suites and, and stuff like yeah. that. But you typically try to take a little bit of a nap there. I was always nervous about oversleeping. I never wanted to be that guy that was late sure. because we've seen those guys, and it's never pretty what happens to them nope. physically and financially. Correct. So I said, I don't ever want to be they, that guy. They, they so, hit you with the sprints, yeah. and they hit you with the fine. That's, so, a, that's so, the double whammy, cousin. So I'm the guy that's going to get to the locker room about an hour early, okay? And I'm going to just sit there. Even on game day, I'm going to be probably the first one in the locker room. I'm there with Coach Tomlin yep. and, and, and the strength coach, and we're just looking at each other like, hey, guys. <laughs> but I'm not late, okay? But I am in no such hurry to get on the field. So that's that's the, the that's just the duality of how the guys prepare, man. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love it. You're just sitting there listening to some yeah. Billy Joel. Just, I'm just like, oh, not yet. nope, not, not yet, young fellow. Nope, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Folks, you know the drill. As we roll along today, like I said, a lot going on, a lot of different topics to touch on. We're going to deep dive into these Hall of Honor selections when we come back here in just a few minutes. But you guys know the drill. We want an interactive show. We want your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions. And the only way to do that, of course, is to get involved with us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at TheBody52. TheBody. Mozi, before we go to break here, we got a good, uh, we got a good tweet, got a good question uh -oh, from here we go. Sensei. Talk to me, Sensei. Our buddy Sensei, Sensei to wants to know, Arthur Motes, what's more intimidating, being surrounded by all those sharks in the Bahamas <laughs> or being surrounded by those media sharks in Highfield? <laughs> I would definitely say those media sharks, man. Those <laughs> sharks in the Bahamas, they said they bite – I didn't see anybody get bit. Well, actually, I did see one person. But for the most part, uh -oh. nobody else got That's bit. That's not what I want right? to hear. But those media sharks, man, they didn't took a many of lives. All right? Oh, they so come they, they take They take your sodi pops. Yeah, man. They take your lunches and your meals and your sandwiches. And, and, and then they talk bad about you and say you, you, you're five pounds heavier, so you're fat now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't like those media sharks. Give me, give me the Bahamas sharks anytime. <laughs> 
<laughs> Folks, if you missed it, if, if maybe you're just joining us, um, if you haven't seen yet, we have had four Steelers, uh, what, just about an hour ago, yep. a little less than an hour ago, inducted into the Steelers Hall of Honor, the class of 2021. Those four being John Kolb, Louis Lips, Carnell Lake, Tunch Ilkin. So, uh, a, a nice different kind of blend of, you know, you got two offensive linemen, you got the wide receiver, you've got the safety slash, co slash corner, you got the defensive back, um, guys from, from all different eras here. Um, we want to give these four men their justice, right? And so I, I don't want to deep dive into this yet. We're going to take our first break of the show here. But when we come back on the other side, we will discuss those four men, the Hall of Honor, uh, what they contributed and brought to this organization, not only to this organization and the, the history of this franchise, but also to this great city here in Western Pennsylvania. You know, we want your thoughts on these four guys. Uh, we will discuss when we return, and we will – we will uh, – <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, all right, I might get a little jammed up when we talk about Tunchilkin. All right, I'm just going to preface it right now so everybody knows. But we're having some fun today. We are hanging out in the south end zone uh, by the Burgatory, uh, right below the big Jumbotron. If, uh, if you're listening right now and you're heading down to practice, stop by, say hello. You can't miss us. I mean, we're the two handsome dudes that are, that are sitting atop the end zone, all right, underneath the tent. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Back with more on the Steelers Hall of Honor. It is the Steelers Blitz live from Heinz Field, having some fun on a Saturday afternoon, training camp 2021 on SNR. For the most complete selection of Steelers merchandise from official sideline gear and authentic memorabilia, to our extensive selection of jerseys and terrible towels. You gotta visit one of the official Steelers Pro Shop stores. They're located right here at Heinz Field. That's not just a pro shop, that's a mega store. Man, right here at Heinz Field. It is gorgeous. It, it spans man. legitimately probably 50, 60 yards of the field. Like it is massive, it is gorgeous. They got everything you need if you're heading down here. Uh, you can also go to the official stores at the Grove City Premium Outlets and the Tanger Outlets as well. And you always know, you can shop online at shop.steelers.com for all your Steelers merchandise needs directly from the team. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, it is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Motesy, we are back in the, I mean, we're back in the wild, baby. We got, I say we, I mean Motesy, we, we got pictures taken during the break, Stop it, autographs and, and all different kinds of stuff. I love it. It's great to be out here. We are having some fun. We are rocking and rolling. Absolutely, and man. And we have got four members of the Steelers Hall of Honor, four newest members mm -hmm. of the Steelers Hall of Honor as of uh, just about an hour ago. And if you missed it, John Kolb, Louis Lips, Carnell Lake, and our guy Tunch Ilkin, the four Hall of Honor inductees to the Steelers uh, Hall of Honor class of 2021. Mozi, let's start at the top here. John Kolb. My five. Five Your five, five yes. brethren. Yes. Uh, Terry Bradshaw's blindside protector, a four-time Super Bowl champion. Yes. Eight times behind him, Arthur Motes, the Pittsburgh Steelers had a thousand-yard rusher. Motes, we've discussed this a little bit before too. How, you know, in Steelers lore, 
the tackle position is kind of weird. You know, the, <laughs> it like, has there's been. so many just iconic centers and Correct. guards and defensive linemen and linebackers and, and quarterbacks. It, like every position, it seems like offensive tackle is kind of the one where, you know, like they couldn't have their own wing of the Hall of Fame in Canton. <laughs> Very true. But, man, John Kolb, it feels like he stands at the top of that list. No, without a doubt he does. Man, you talk about a guy that from a technique standpoint was ahead of the curve. You talk about from a strength standpoint was ahead of the curve. A guy who understood nutrition, a guy who understood the significance of it. I mean, you hear Tunch and Wolf talk about how he was the reason they started to work out more and get you know stronger and understand sure. the dieting element and how it can improve your game. Sure. When I think of Pope, to me, man, that speaks volumes because during that time, that wasn't what people were worried about. That wasn't what the focus was. Right, the focus right. was, I'm just going to play, and I'm going to work my other <laughs> job, and that's that. Yeah. But to see him kind of be ahead of that curve in terms of a forward thinker yeah. in such a physical position, too. It's not like we're talking about a wide receiver. We're talking about an offensive lineman. That is a physically demanding position to play. Back in the day, too, where oh. it was real life, we're running the ball. So when I think of that, to me, man, I'm just like, Cole speaks volumes, and I'm just so glad that he's he's getting these flowers now. Correct. Because, you know, you, you've seen scenarios, not just here in Pittsburgh, but Hall of Fame typically where guys aren't able to appreciate it. They, they're not here to, to get their roses. Correct. So to see John Cole be able to get Correct. his roses right now, man, is a beautiful thing. Man. You and I have discussed that. That's what we're all about. Yeah. That's part of the reason why we were kind of uh, doing our own opining for Tunch to get in Very this true, year. Um, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, John Kolb at the young age of 73. I tell you what, he still looks like, you know, everyone tells Arthur Motes that he still looks like he could play because he does. <laughs> I'm washed. John Kolb does too, though. And, and, <laughs> and he's in his 70s. Uh, one of the nicest guys that you could uh, that you could ever hope to meet. All the best to him, uh, Motsi. Like I said, four-time Super Bowl champion. He was a first-team All-Pro in 1979. Pittsburgh Steelers all-time team. Pittsburgh Steelers 50th anniversary team. And now immortalized in the Hall of Honor. Uh, great to see. And just like I said, uh, the guy who protected Terry Bradshaw, the guy who paved the way for all the success of Franco Harris and, and Rocky Blyer and, and the likes. Um, it was definitely time for our man to get in. So without a doubt, 100%. I'm, like I said, I'm super happy for him, man. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Second man that was announced as a newest member of the Steelers Hall of Honor Class 2021, Louis Lips, that baby. guy, Louie. Louie. Perhaps the Louie. Perhaps the cool, and you know this is a thing that we love. Perhaps the coolest name in Steelers history. Oh, no question. Louis Lips. <laughs> Just a, a cool name for a cool cat. Yeah. The 1984 NFL Rookie of the Year. He led the Pittsburgh Steelers in receiving for six different seasons. He's also uh, right now seventh most, top ten, seventh most all-time in franchise history for receiving yards. Mozi, it's a term that we like to use now in 2021. We say guys are twitchy. Yeah, he's twitchy. That guy, you know, that wide receiver, he's got a lot of twitch. Yeah. Louis Lips was maybe the start of twitchy. No, without a doubt, man. Start and stop. That acceleration. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see. He, he looked like poetry in motion, man, when you watch him in his highlights <laughs> and stuff. Like, to he me, really did. He's one of those guys where when I think back, I'm like, I wish I would have been watching it and, and old enough to understand it and appreciate it. 
But going back and looking at it, man, it's he really just was awesome. one of the first of his of his, of his right. style. Like that was a different style of play. That mm -hmm. that cutting back the, the like you said the, the quick <laughs> twitch. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to keep saying twitch, but I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's the perfect way to is. describe it. But seriously, that's what I think of though when I think of Louis, man. And then I also just think of like how joyful he has been. Like when you watch him, if you interact with him even now, he's still just a happy person like I love the that best. about Louie man lights up the room him, yeah I, I, I am a hundred percent with you yeah. on that just a good dude a lot of fun to be around a lot like my colleague here always has a smile on his face man we just enjoy your life baby and, and, and you look at his numbers I mean over 6,000 yards as yeah. a as a receiver in the National Football League almost 40 touchdowns 39 uh, career receiving touchdowns and, and once again to put it in context during the time yes. where offenses weren't throwing the ball Correct. 30, 40 times a game, Correct. that was not the style of ball being played when Louis Lips was out there. So when you think of those numbers, it's like, man, that's pretty impressive, man. It really is. Understanding the style of ball back then. really is. Also had four rushing touchdowns in his career, including a 58-yard run in 1989. So he had some some wheels as well, too. Uh, Motsi, three times in his career, over 1,000 total yards, uh, including what was probably his biggest year, 85 where he had um, over 1,100 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns. Motsi, in 1985, at age 23 for a wide receiver, to go for over 100, or over 1,100 yards receiving and 12 touchdowns. I yeah. mean, buddy, that would be a great season now in the absolutely modern era. In 1985, be. that's just dynamite. Like, no, that's fantastic. Man. I mean, and it's a reason why this, you talk about Louie being a rookie of the year. You talk about, you know, the, the leading the team and receiving yards six times. Like, yep. You don't do that haphazardly. Correct. You don't do that because you're a flash in the pan. You don't do that because it's a fluke. You do that because you understand the game, you understand your work ethic, and you're a professional. And those are all the things when I think of Louis Lips, that's how I describe him. I'm like, this is a pro's pro. This is a guy that understood what it took to be a great NFL player. Yeah. And that's ultimately what he did, and it's great to see him receiving that honor by being on the Hall of Honor. I mean, when you think about the guys that are on that list. It's insane. For you to it, make It takes up the end zone list, right across from us where we're sitting now. I mean, our Hall of Honor is like a who's who's of the Hall of Fame. It, it like, really is. That's what it looks like. So for you to be on that. <laughs> I mean, the names are just ridiculous. Like, like for you to be mentioned with your Mel Blunts, your Terry Bradshaws, your Joe Greens, your Rod Wilson, when you start going down that list. Cam, Lambert, that, that, Paul Amalu, Fanica, this Webster. This is a, a, a who's who's of the NFL I mean, list insane. right here, man. Russell. Yeah. A, a trio of Roonies. I mean, it's like, like good, good Barrier, <laughs> Wagner, Ward. Yeah. It's it's just absolutely insane. Harris, it's 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 insane. Greenwood, it's it's. Just, I can't stop. I can't stop. Stoutner. All right, I'm gonna stop now. Hey, look, we, we're not even to the modern generation just yet. <laughs> Think about yeah, that. Give it another five we're years. We're not even to the modern yet. Give it another five years. Come My goodness, now, it's gonna be insane. Yeah, Louis Lips, uh, certainly ahead of his time. Yes. Uh, like I said, offensive rookie of the year in 1984. He was a two-time Pro Bowler, a two-time All-Pro. Pittsburgh Steelers MVP twice as well, too. Nine-year uh, career in the National Football League. Eight of those with the Steelers before he went back to his hometown and finished out his career his last year with the New Orleans Saints. Mike Tomlin taking the microphone here, Motsi. Back-to-back now, and, and, man. And, and I know, back-to-back -back practices. How about that? I love it. I, I don't see many other coaches do something like like Tomlin does in these settings with grabbing the microphone, and it's you well, got to appreciate it, it as a fan. And out I'll here. also say this: I've seen coaches do that, but it's been because they were new, and this is their first introduction. Kind of saying first hello, live and practice. yeah, right. Never a guy that's been here for as long as he's been as accomplished as he's been, and 
like you said, he just was on the mic yesterday. But <laughs> right. to me, that just shows that he genuinely cares about the fans. He genuinely cares about Steeler Nation and wants them to know that he appreciates them because as mundane or as routine as it may sound, Steeler Nation could literally be anywhere else right now. I've been it's a, a part of training camps where on a Saturday at 1.30, if you want to have an open practice, it's going to be me, you, my mom, my wife, and my kids there. And that's it. Okay, I've seen that. <laughs> but here it's different. Here the Steelers are a priority. In fact, the Steelers are the main priority, and that's why you get this type of turnout on a Saturday at 1.30. Man, it is a beautiful sight to see. And it ultimately is. that is why Coach Tomlin continues to reiterate that point so the fans can know that we don't take any of this for granted. I think part of it is, too, like, that, that man just loves ball, you know? I he mean, just, how could you not? He just – he's – no one's more excited to be out here than he is. And, uh, and Motsi, I still think he's insane because every single day out here – I mean, it's been like 80 degrees, and he's decked out head to toe in a hoodie and sweatpants. I mean, he's just – he's hey, just an absolute psycho. Nah, see – I love it. That, nah, 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 nah. That, that's, that's called a vet move right there. Because see, I, it, cause if you don't, you know what happens? Pack on some pounds? No, no, no. Tan lines, baby. Uh, you gonna get crazy dark. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, for me, I hate the heat, but I never practice with short sleeve shirt on, man. You don't want that. You golfer? can't show that skin. You don't no, want that golfer's tan? No, no. And it's bad, man. The tattoos get all messed up, looking like as as simple as it sounds. It's, it's, hey, man, it's strategic. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're strategic. Yeah. We are strategic. You, you put on the long clothes, man. You cover that up. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You are not lying. I got to get – Matt Cannon has been walking around in this awesome Steelers straw hat all oh, week. Oh, yeah, I've seen Ever since yo, Tuesday. You see him standing there. Yeah, absolutely. I need to get me one of those hats, That's, that's the old ball coach hat that right is, there. That's right? the Steve Spurrier that's hat That's the right old there. ball coach. You're absolutely right. Oh, I love it. Practice now ongoing in front of us. Uh, always bears repeating, right? We will we'll share some observations from practice, but we can't go in. No, we're, we're telling detail. every single detail. Scouting, In fact, full scouting we're we're going to tell right? every secret that is going on right now. We are revealing everything right now, and we're going to blame it all on Wes. All right? Oh, my goodness. Blame it all on Wes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> They're using Zach Banner as a running back. What's going on out here? I just here? saw Ben line up at free safety. Don't play out here, man. <laughs> Hey, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, Cam Hayward's under center. I mean, let's go. What's going on, folks? <laughs> I'm telling it. The third of four guys who was just inducted into the Steelers Hall of Honor about an hour ago. Let's go to the defensive side of the football here. You know what Arthur, Motes, you know what Arthur Motes wants to talk about. Buddy, it's perhaps um, – we talk about that pantheon of greatness, right? Mm -hmm. from, from era to era, the Steelers, uh, perhaps, I think, in my opinion, the, the sports franchise in America, in the world, honestly, that is most synonymous with defense. Defense. And it can be easy sometimes to get wrapped up in Woodson, Blunt, Palomalu. I mean, just absolute game changers. But, buddy, Carnell Lake belongs in that same breath, and now he is. No, without a doubt, man. I, when I think of Carnell Lake, he reminds me of Donnie Shell a little bit in terms mm -hmm. of overlooked at times because of the players that he played with. But I'm like, no, this guy is still – and that same conversation, mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about a guy that understood positional flexibility, oh. a guy that displayed toughness. You talk about a tough defensive back. C. Lake represents that to the fullest. Cerebral, super smart, physical. Like, I just loved all of those things. And a leader. You watch yes. it, man, his highlights. He's the guy rallying the troops. He's the guy Always. that galvanized the guys. And I even think of when I had him here in 2014 through 17. And he was one of our position coaches. So, granted, he was a DB coach, but me as a linebacker, we spent a ton of time sure, sure. in that room because of coverage. But just hearing how he understood the game, understood 
position, understood tendencies. Man, this is a guy that just knows ball. And to me, that's what was ultimately just a joy to see a guy that can take it from being a high-level player and then come into their coaching vein and now still be able to understand that and be able to reach everybody, not just the good players, the practice right. squad guys, sure, the guys sure. that, you know, aren't as athletic. He's still able to connect with them. And to me, that's something that I always wanted to tip my, uh, my hat to about C. Lake, man. He was just – you talk about that. You know, you and I have discussed this before, how NFL coaches, they love the guys – that it, that they can expand the roster almost, mm -hmm. right? You only it, get it, you only get so many helmets on game day, but you want to be able to stretch that, right? You want your 47 to really be like 51, 52, correct. 53 by guys who have that versatility. He, he plays and, corner, but he can play both safety spots. And buddy, no, very few people have done that like Cardinal Lake no, at, no, at such a just, high level. I was about to say, not just done it. Right, because guys have done it, but at, at an all-pro yes. level at both. Absolutely, because plenty of people can – we can say, hey, man, I know you play corner. Go line up here at safety. Go line up at line. That doesn't mean they're going to be good at it. Just because of, right. and, and even because a guy has the intangibles, oh, he's fast or he's tall, that doesn't mean that he's going to be good either. But when you see a guy understand the positions, understand the requirements of them, and now say, okay, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing whatever it takes to prepare myself. Even though I was a great corner, I'm still going to prepare as if this is my first day and I'm trying to prove myself as a right. safety. That, to me, is special. It's awesome. Because that's not easy to do. When you are regarded as a great player at one spot, a lot of times you feel like you're a great player at any spot. Sure, sure. And sometimes that can make you not want to work as hard. It can make you not be as humble or as receptive to coaching, to tips from your teammates as well. Mm. But to see a guy like C. Lake be able to do that and still be humble enough to, okay, let me get that coach point from here. Okay, let me understand this a little bit and see him grow. That, to me, man, just speaks volumes about him. He, he, he loved ball, and he had the intensity to match the skill set. 16 interceptions, 15 forced fumbles. Uh, Motsi, just I, I think the, the thing that speaks to all of this the most with Carnell Lake, three straight years he was a pro bowler and a second team all pro as a safety. Then the first season he mm -hmm. plays corner at age 30, mind yep. you. He's a first-team All-Pro and a Pro Bowler at corner. Um, it just, again, defined versatility. Five-time Pro Bowler, uh, five-time All-Pro, one-time first-teamer, four-time second-teamer. Uh, all kinds of accolades when he was in college at UCLA. Was the 34th overall pick when he came out of the draft in 1989 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was Rookie of the Year, Steelers Rookie of the Year in 89. He's also on the Steelers' all-time team. And now he joins that pantheon of greatness uh, with a bunch of the other enshrined defensive backs that have worn the black and gold in the Pittsburgh Steelers Hall of Honor. We've got to get to a break here, folks, because we got one more guy to discuss as it relates to his Hall of Fame honor induction. And it's going to be the guy that we're going to probably spend the most time on talking. So we are certainly not going to shortchange our brother, Tunchilkin. We will discuss what he has meant to this organization, to this city even more so, uh, and to Motsi and I personally, our relationships with him, when we round out our Hall of Honor conversation on the other side. You got takes? Tweet us at Wesley Wheeler at TheBody52. TheBody. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz live from Heinz Field. Training Back camp 2021. It is on the SNR. Steelers Blitz on SNR. Wesley Wheeler, Arthur Motes rocking and rolling at a FanFest Saturday here at Heinz Field uh, discussing 
uh, Hall of Honor inductees. Uh, if in case, again, I'm probably repeat myself saying this a few times today, but I know how this works in the radio business. You know your audience turns over about every 15, 20 minutes with people uh, going on walks or runs, people in the car, all those different things. Nah, they're still in Nation Radio. It's That's different. true. Our though. fans, they listen to us 24-7. They, are, they seven, are locked in 24-7. Seven days a week. And you know what? I mean, Mozi, come on, baby. Even During on the training camp, here, man. 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. our yeah. coverage here on SNR. On, I mean, man. you can't beat it. Live coverage, 12 hours a day here. Uh, you, you start with Dale and Matt in the mornings. Somebody's in California right now brushing their teeth listening to us. <laughs> You're okay? absolutely right. This is how it is. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and then there's probably somebody in Europe right now who yeah. is, like, about to go to bed. They just finished their pasta. Yeah, like, they just finished what? dinner, and yeah. maybe they're unwinding and, uh, absolutely. you know, with a, with a couple soda pops listening to the boys. Maybe a bottle of red here, a bottle of white oh, there. Now you're, you know. spe now hey you're now. speaking my language. Hey now. Whatever needed, hey whatever now. meets your appetite. Hey I totally now. just butchered that, but you get it. You get it. Um, yeah, and, and no matter where you are listening, you know that we will uh, we'll take your tweets. We want your reactions if you want to get involved with the show. Obviously, we want your thoughts on the uh, on the Hall of Honor inductees. So once again, if you missed it, if you're just joining us, if maybe you caught the tail end of some of our conversation, four guys inducted into the Pittsburgh Steelers Hall of Honor today. John Kolb, Louis Lips, Carnell Lake, and the last guy that we've got to spend some time talking about here, Arthur Motes, the great Tunch Ilkin. It's something that you and I had discussed on the show. But Motesy and I have, uh, we've been kind of very open with this and just in the sense of, um, Motes and I like to tell people how much they mean to us. We like people to get their roses uh, while they can still enjoy them. And we all know just the, the terrible disease that is ALS, uh, that, our, that our friend, our brother, our former colleague, Tunch Ilkin, uh, is battling. Motsi, you and I had discussed this, like I said, a few times over the last couple weeks, how we really hope Tunch gets in this year. He was the fourth and final induction. Uh, and, buddy, I mean, just there was there was not a person in here that wasn't screaming and yelling when Tunch's name was announced. Oh, no, for a fact, man. He's a guy that when you talk about his impact, I mean, you think about him on the field, but then you also think about him off the field as well. Broadcasting, I mean, for over two decades, this guy has impacted this organization in just crazy ways, not just with his words, not just with his play, but I also think about how – you know, we're kind of the descendants of him in terms it's, of from it's, a media it's, it's standpoint. It's an honor. Like, like, it is, it's such an we honor. We come from that tree. We come from that that cloth of yes. when you think about, oh, man, the Sean McVay tree of coaching, the Andy <laughs> Reid tree. Like, it's like, whoa, we're part of that <laughs> touch we're tree We're the touch, well, the touch like, tree of broadcasting. Like, to me, man, I just think it's a cool thing when you talk about a guy like him who has had that type of impact in so many different avenues. Oh. But yet has still, like I said, and, and, and to this day still inspiring people, still. still having that effect. To me, that screams volumes. That's what, If you're talking about a legacy, you want that type of legacy. You want to be multifaceted in terms of your impact. You want to be able to be a guy that – a media person can tell you stories about how Absolutely. awesome you were. A Absolutely. football player can tell you stories. A teammate, you know, what I mean, like, like to me, that just that speaks volumes about who he is as a person, though, man. If you count his time as a player and as a broadcaster, Motsi, four decades with the organization in total. Uh, I mean, started in the '80s and, and was here through 2020. Two-time Pro Bowler. 23 years in the booth after a long, lengthy career. Uh, 13 years with the Steelers, one year, uh, his last year with them Green Bay Packers up there in Wisconsin. Uh, 88 and 89 were the years that Tunch uh, was a pro bowler. 
just Motsi, what what he meant too. Like like you and I have discussed so much more than just what he's meant to the Steelers organization. Um, the the community of Pittsburgh. You know, you kind of touched on it, but he was. He still is, Tunch. Like, he does so much work behind the scenes here. Light of life ministry, all different kinds of stuff. Um, you know him and Wolf, they do the walk for the homeless every single year. They have a real passion for, for the less fortunate, and, and I think they, they do that with such um, a servant's attitude, you know, so oh, humble. Yeah, very they, selfless about their They work, don't do man. it for the recognition. They do mm -hmm. it because they truly care, and they've been doing it so long now that the recognition has followed. Just like I said, to, to, to call Tunch a fabric of, this, of the organization of the Pittsburgh Steelers isn't enough. He is a fabric of Pittsburgh. He is a fabric of this community. Yeah, and like you said, super humble, super selfless, man. This is a guy that could easily be arrogant, could easily talk about his career as a player. Could easily first, talk about his career as a person, broadcaster. First person from right? Turkey. First person from Turkey yeah. to play in the NFL. Like, like literally, he, the, his first countryman to play in the National Football like, League. It's crazy the amount of opportunities that he could have to take this the other direction. I mean, when you talk about the significant contributions that he's made with his time and his resources and his platform, he could easily have a different mentality, a different demeanor about him, but. He's just such a selfless guy, such a humble guy, and just a genuinely good person. And it's such a great feeling to see him be able to get this while he can still appreciate yes. those flowers right there, man. 100%. He was here. Yeah, I don't know if he's here today, but I know he was here yesterday. I, I saw him for, for, you know, about two, three Like, he was uh, – oh, I'm going to sound like Bruce Springsteen here. Tunch, <laughs> Tunch would appreciate this. I was walking in. He was walking out. Hey, uh, now. Glory days. Bruce hey, now. Jacob, young Jacob's liking that reference, hey, too. Hey, now. Um, I was walking out of here yesterday. Tunch was walking in. We, we just chatted for, like, two minutes. Um, but he asked how my dad was doing. He asked how my wife was doing. Um, Very personable, it, it, it man. Was, it was great to see him. Like I said, I'm not sure if he's here today. Um, but in November, Motsi, against the Lions, mm -hmm. is when there's going to be the official Hall of Honor. Ooh. So today was the unveiling, Correct. right? Yeah. November at halftime against the Lions. I think that's November 14th or 17th, I okay. want to say, is the date of that game, is, uh, is when these four guys will officially be enshrined. And, I mean, listen, Motsi, when, when they're going to go through the four guys at halftime, and they're all going to – I mean, this place is going to be going bonkers. Erupt. But, buddy, I bet you they'll do tunch last – Oh, and, you got to, right? he's going to walk out of that tunnel, and oh, this yeah. place is going to go mad. It's yeah. going to be awesome. It's it, going to be the equivalent of, like, Renegade being played <laughs> times a thousand. <laughs> it's going to be nuts, man. It's going like, uh, to be like when John Cena returned to the <laughs> WWE. Seriously, early. And, there's, and there's the big pop when his intro song comes on. Yeah, people are going to absolutely <laughs> lose their mind behind this, bro. Yeah, no, it, it, it's going it, It's going to be fantastic. Tunch Yilkin, again, there, there's just not enough that we could say about this guy who, again, has been a, a part of the Steelers organization for four decades, is a fabric of this community and of this city at every single level. Yeah. Uh, he, he's been a mentor to Moats and I. Um, you know, call, <laughs> calls us his young pups sometimes when we used to see him and Wolf in the studio the all the time. The Prince. And, prince and, Arthur. And, and there's, a, the there prince. Is a, there's a reason why, um, you know, he, like, I, I believe it's December. December 21st is declared uh, Tunch Ilkin Day in the city of Pittsburgh because, again, folks, that is just – that is how much he has meant to the fabric of this city and, and obviously to this organization as well too and to so many of us. Uh, it, Tunch is one of those guys, if you've ever met him once or twice, he feels like your best friend. And, uh, and, and man, that is, uh, that is certainly special. Um, 
they, they just don't make them like that too no, much No, no question, man. No question. But like I said, man, great that he is finally inducted. Yes. Great that it is happening. And I'm just so glad that we got to be here to see the unveiling. Oh, you ain't lying. Oh, man. And as soon as he said the name, I just started smiling. Like, yo, it's him. It is him. This is beautiful, man. Can uh, can we just say, too, great job by Mr. Rooney, by Stan Saverin, and by Craig Wolfley on that, uh, on that ceremony. And if you do want to see... It was probably about a 15, 20-minute um, yeah. ceremony video conversation between those three gentlemen. Uh, it's up on Steelers.com, of course, on all the Steelers uh, mobile platforms as well, too. I know that the, the full video, the full live stream is on Twitter. If you're there, I'm sure you can find it on Facebook and Instagram as well. Raul chimes in here and says, I've had the, uh, the honor of meeting all four of today's inductees, all great guys and well-deserving. That's... That's what makes it really cool, too. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to be a good football player, um, but it's, it's the cherry on top, Motsi, when they're, when they're guys you actually enjoy and, and good. You know, like Arthur Motes. Like I'm, like, I'm fortunate enough to sit here next to this guy. I mean, good football player, great human being. Hey, man, we use that term loosely around here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Motsi, what do you say? Let's, 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 get, let's check out a tweet here before we, uh, as we start to round out the end of this first hour here on the let's show. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Uh, Annie wants to know, and she says, welcome back, Moats. Good to hear you guys. Uh, she wants to know, in your mind, what constitutes a good preseason? And she says, by preseason, I mean training camp and the preseason games both include. So, hold on. Say that again. Cause, man, I know the music. The I'm going to say, as soon as you start saying I start hearing Terrell Edmonds, I'm like, bro, I love the song, but I can't hear what my man just said. <laughs> So, so please repeat that. What, what, what <laughs> constitutes a good training camp, good preseason, right? What got you? What, okay. like, like what? What are you looking for? For you know, for for optimism, for success yeah. this time of the year. No, man. For me, man. I, uh, number one, I always think of health. You want to be healthy coming sure, out of camp, man, sure. because a lot of people go down. We're seeing around the league the different players that have been injured, right? Carson Wentz being one yeah, of those guys. So that? that's the number one thing. That constitutes a good training camp. That I come out of it healthy. Secondly, what was I trying to improve upon? So, for example, if I'm Deontay Johnson, my goal might be I want to have less than five drops hmm. total throughout training throughout camp process. practice. So, every day I'm going to count how many drops I have. At the end of camp, if it was less than five, that makes it a good camp. Same can be said for a defender. I went into camps and I said I want to I want to walk out of here with 25 total sacks in practice. Ooh, now that okay. would that would account okay. to essentially three to five sacks a day, which if you are a starter caliber player, you should be able to do that in a practice, in setting, a practice setting because you're just going to be facing different guys, different parts sure. of the field. Like sure. you should be able to you should be able to get three to five sacks in practice daily. So I would challenge myself on that and I would determine okay how good my camp was. Did I break? Did I get that goal or not? Sure. So those are the different things in terms of how you constitute a good camp, good preseason, right? Then when I would get older, I would take it to the games. I would say, okay, I know I want to work on this during practice, but in the games, I want to make sure I have zero huh. mental errors. Okay. Zero mental which is, is very difficult to do, especially during training camp because sure. you're still working out different things. New language. New, new language, yeah. new people that you're communicating Absolutely. with. It's a lot that goes on. But I would say, okay, I want to make sure that I have zero mental errors during during a game. And that would be my new thing. So it's always little things that you can do like that to challenge yourself. And that goes above and beyond what your coaches might be asking. Because your coach might just be asking, hey, man, come out here and execute this job, and that's that. 
but there's a difference between executing an assignment and being a productive player. And I was always mm. trying to be in the category of productive mm. player, not just an assignment execute or a, a person that could execute an assignment. I want to be a person that sure, was going to be productive. Sure, sure. So that's kind of how I constitute good practice, good training camp, good preseason. I, I would set those type of goals, sure. and that's how you go about it. But a lot of these players out there have similar mindsets, or at least Absolutely. the guys that have lasted in this league or that will last in this league, like a guy like Najee Harris. You can ask him right now, hey, what are you trying to accomplish this training camp? And he will give you a list of things. Oh, abs absolutely. Those are the guys that separate absolutely. themselves. The guys that come into camp and they're like, oh, I'm just here just because I'm supposed to be here, they typically don't last. You always have to be working. You always have to be trying to figure out what you're trying to improve upon. Because you either get a get, little bit better right, every day. You're either going to get better or you're going to get better worse. every day. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And it's all those those one percent days when when you can look back a couple months later and say ah you know what I'm really doing like I can I can notice how much I've improved here absolutely um so let me ask you this too I got to thinking there would you say that you were you had more expectations you were harder on yourself earlier in your career later in your career was was it maybe just the same for all nine years like does that make like, did you have more expectations my, my, of yourself my later expectations, in your career my expectations drastically increased Okay. Every year. There was that linear progression yeah, every, every year. year. Every year, my what I would constitute as a good practice mm -hmm. would get crazier. Your standard would rise. Harder, harder, yeah. Right. yeah. My first year in the NFL, I didn't know what a good practice was. For me, a good practice was if I had five mental errors that day, that was a good day. <laughs> if you were five or less. Right. Yeah. Five or less is a good day. <laughs> but I know I'm going to be around five to seven. I had days where I had ten mental, like, blown assignments, right. which is a ton. Yeah. So for me, when I got out of that first year, I told myself, look, I will never have another camp like this. And I instantly went to what was my most challenging part, which was grasping the playbook. And mental errors is that part. So for me, my next year, I said, I don't want two, two mental errors a week. That's it. That's it. Tops. Crazy of a challenge. But it ultimately made me have to hone in. It made sure. me the coaches didn't ask that of me. The coaches say you're a good player. It doesn't matter. Well, everything else to catch up. But for me, I said I'm not willing to put my feet right. in the coach's hands. You said I'm not trying to be one of those guys who's gone in three and, years. And funny thing, I never forget this quote. Dave Wanstead, former pit coach, was my position coach in Buffalo. I'm sitting there in this room, and in my room is Nick Barnett, Kavika Mitchell, Paul uh, Paul Pazzi had just left actually. Okay. Andre uh, was it Andre Davis, Reggie Torbo. So we're all sitting in this room, and the guys are clowning, laughing out there at practice. And I remember once that looks at me, and I had messed up on the play, and they're kind of laughing it off, and I kind of smirk, and he's like, "Just remember this, most coaches don't cut players; players cut themselves." Whoa. And I remember sitting, there and I'm like, "Man." You're right. I was like, because if I sit here and I wait if on I'm you. If I'm laughing at myself yeah. and I'm waiting. And, and, yeah. I, and I act like this is okay to mess up, you're not going to have to cut me. I'm going to cut myself because I'm not going to prove that I'm you're good enough. Good enough right. I'm not going to take this serious enough. And it took him saying that. And it's, it's crazy in the it moment. I remember sitting here in the moment like, everybody else is laughing. You're going to come at me like that? But it made so much sense. And that was really what helped me sustain my career after that, man. An hour in the books, two more hours to go, having some fun. You know where to get at us on the tweets if you want to get involved with the show. We've got more conversation to get to. We're going to be joined by Chris Carter in the next hour as well, too. It's all happening here at Heinz Field. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.